Hey there, CEOs. Welcome to today's Thursday short of the Wedding Pro CEO podcast. My name is Brandi Gar, and I'm your host. And my mission is to help wedding industry entrepreneurs to build a profitable business they love. I want to build up a new generation of wedding pros, wedding business owners that are no longer going to wear overwhelmed and overworked as a badge of honor. We're no longer going to be okay with working seven days a week and 80 hours a week, never having a day off and never having a vacation. And that's what this podcast exists to help you do, to help you build that profitable business that helps you to also enjoy your personal life. You guys, it does exist. I promise that it's out there. And I will show you exactly how to do that on this podcast. On today's episode, I want to give you seven quick tips on how to take an unplugged vacation. Now, the reason that this is coming up is because my family and I just got back from a vacation. We were gone for 10 days in Hawaii, and it was a bucket list trip for us. And I have a packed summer. If you don't already know, the very first inaugural year of the Wedding Pro CEO Summit is this August. It's August 15th through 18th in Orlando, Florida. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, registration closes on August 1st. So do not miss out. You can head over to brandyguard.com slash summit or just drop down into the show notes below and grab your ticket. It's going to be a live in-person event here in Orlando, Florida. But y'all, this is not a small undertaking. Okay. And so when we booked this trip to Hawaii, my husband even said to me, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this this year with your summit coming up? It feels like it's going to be a lot for you. You're going to have a lot going on. And, you know, here's the thing. For too many years, we either didn't take a vacation as a family because summers are so slow in Orlando that we would be always very financially challenged. And so we wouldn't go on a vacation or we would end up taking, you know, a vacation where my husband and I were working for a significant amount of the time. And so I have really made the decision that that's no longer going to happen in my family. I made that decision a couple years ago. And I just was like, no, if this is what it means to have my own business, then I don't want it. And that's really when we started to rearrange our business and try to figure out how to build this profitable business that didn't require my constant oversight. So when he asked me if I was sure I wanted to take this vacation, I was like, listen, I'm not going to build yet another business, this coaching business or this summit that's going to take me away again in the summers from our family vacations. I'm just not going to do it. So I was determined to be able to take a completely unplugged vacation while we were in Hawaii for 10 days this summer, and we just got back. And as we were flying home, I started jotting down things that I had done and then I've done on previous vacations to really think, how how am I able to not open my computer for the entire time that I'm gone? And so I wrote down these seven most important tips that I have for you. And if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, I love taking vacations with my family, but man, that guilt that I feel when I have to open my computer, or I have to be on my phone answering emails, I wish that that could go away. Then I want you to listen to these tips. And I also want to be understanding of the fact that not everybody listening to this podcast has built a team yet. And some of these tips do include having a team. And so I'm going to give you some tips as well if you haven't built a team on how to take an almost completely unplugged vacation. Okay. So here's the tips that I'm going to give you. Okay. Number one, and this I think might be the most important, 
but is to set goals before you leave. So I'm part of a coaches accountability group and um, I absolutely love it. We meet once a month virtually online and we just kind of check in with each other and we just help build each other up or share ideas and things like that. And I vividly remember on our call at the 1st of June, one of the other members of the group said, I'm actually a little bit worried about you. Like, I don't know how you're going to get all of this done in June before you leave. (laughs) And it was really important to me to be done before I left for Hawaii. And the thing is, I set extremely aggressive, but clear, smart goals before I left. So yes, there was lots and lots to do, but I had a list of exactly what needed to get done and by when, and I prioritized it so that if there was anything that kind of got left to the bottom, then I could either do it while I was tired or I could do it on the plane ride there. And so I want you to really think about what are the absolute must-haves that need to get done before I leave for vacation? When you're thinking through those, some of those are going to look like if you do not have a team that handles your social media, it might be to write the social media posts and get them scheduled before you leave for your time that you're gone. Okay, so that might be one goal. It might also be if you obviously have weddings, then it might be to make sure that all of your weddings for the next month after you come back are caught up or that all of your clients know that you're leaving. And if there's any to-dos that you need to do before you leave to make sure they feel completely comfortable that all of those get done and that you communicate really well with them. Like, hey, I'm literally not gonna be reachable for these two weeks. So is there anything that you feel like you need from me before I leave? And I think that's really important to make sure that your phone's not ringing and that you don't feel guilty about leaving your clients because if you've communicated well to them in advance, then there should be no reason that you feel guilty for not picking up the phone. So those are some of the goals that you could set before you leave is to make sure that there's nothing that needs to be tended to while you're gone or that anybody's going to get upset that you're gone because you haven't communicated that clearly. So number one is to set goals before you leave to make sure that everything gets done. Number two is if you have a staff, okay, so if you do have a staff, even if it's a small staff, would be to assign things to them to completely manage while you're gone. So let's say you have a virtual assistant or a part-timer that maybe normally just does some admin tasks in the office or helps you with timelines and things like that. Well, while you're gone, are there other things that they can handle that would help you to not have to be plugged in. Things like scheduling social media posts or answering emails or even just checking for urgent emails and clearing out your inbox. Those are really easy things. What about answering a lead phone? So if you have a lead phone, guys, this is the worst. If you're on vacation and your lead phone rings and you're like on the beach somewhere with your kids, you're not gonna wanna answer that. So do you have someone on your team that could even just take the inquiry and get a consult scheduled? So a consult scheduled for when you get back to help give that client some information about you and your company and then schedule consultation for when you get back. So your leads are still coming in, you're still booking sales consultations, but you're not the one that's having to do that, right? So you're gonna think about what can be assigned to my VA or to my part-timers to make sure that I do not necessarily need to plug in, right? So that's gonna be really important. If you do have a team, so on my team, I have an operations manager, I have a marketing manager, and I have a sales manager. They already have these tasks that they do on a daily basis, but letting them know I'm gonna be unreachable for two weeks. And if there's anything you need before I leave, let me know. 
But otherwise, you know how to reach me in case of an emergency, but unless it's an emergency, I would appreciate it if you didn't necessarily reach out with work stuff unless you absolutely have to, right? And so I didn't get any calls on my two weeks away because my team knew how to handle everything. So if you have a team, it's really, really important that you communicate to them well in advance as well to make sure that they understand that you're going to be gone and if they need anything, that really only in case of an emergency should they reach out. Okay, number three is to put an out of office on. (laughs) This one seems so silly and kind of like, duh, but guys, I can't tell you how often I hear people say that they've never used an out of office. It's kind of shocking to me. And if that's you, it's okay. We're going to learn today, okay? So you're going to put an out of office reply on. And this is important because you don't want to say things like, I'll check my email periodically. No, no, no. Don't set the wrong expectation. Set the expectation that you have no access to your phone or your email and that you will not be here and that you'll return their email when you come back on such and such a date. Now, if you communicated correctly to all of your existing clients, all of the clients that you already have, they shouldn't be surprised by this when they send you an email, right? So, They shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, she's not going to reply to me at all. And then new clients that are coming in can understand that you're not going to reach back out to them until when you get back out. This is really, really important because what happens is mentally in our own brain, if we have told people that we will check email periodically, we feel like we do need to check email periodically. But really, you need to be fully present with your family plugged in to your vacation. Even if you're with friends, be fully present. I mean, you've spent all this money to go on a vacation, go on a vacation. A healthy CEO is well-rested and mentally clear. And to be able to do that, you need to make sure that you have the downtime. You need to have time away from your business. So set a clear expectation when you're out of office. Let them know when you're going to return, okay? So it's really, really important that you let them know when you're going to return and when they can expect a return response, okay? And I actually have a follow-up to that, but that's number seven. So I'll get to that in just a little bit. Okay, so number three is to make sure that you put your out of office on. Okay, so number four, set boundaries with work time if you need to work. Okay, so this is where I will tell you that there are going to be times where you're going to take a vacation, especially if you do not have a team yet. If you don't have a team yet, there you're going to have to work on vacation a little bit, right? And so if that's the case, or even if you do have a team and you're like, you know what, there's one project I have to kick out while we're on vacation. It's just going to have to happen. I have to do it. Set clear boundaries with yourself and with the people that you're with, whether that's your family or friends or whoever it is, okay? I want you to really think about this. So for me, my coaching business, we do have a very small team, but it's very small, okay? And so, and it consists of my husband and I as two of the main employees. <laughs> and so there was one thing we had to do for the podcast while we were on vacation. We knew we were gonna have to do it. We were very clear with our kids and with ourselves. And so the day we were gonna do it, we got up early, we both grabbed our computers. We worked for less than two hours. We kicked everything out we needed to for the podcast. We put our computers away back in our bags and we did not get them out again. And this is really, really important because I don't want my kids to see my computer and then go, mom, what's, you told us you weren't going to work or mom, what the heck? And they, and then you haven't set an end time and they don't know the end time and they're ready to go play and you haven't communicated. And so this is really important. Communicate and set boundaries for your own self. 
Get in, do the one thing you need to do or the two things or whatever it is and put it away. When my husband and I first started trying to take vacations where we were semi-unplugged, we would tell the kids, we're going to go on an adventure all day. We would we would get up in the morning. We would quick check email, my husband and I. We would go on an adventure all day. We would come home, cook dinner, get the kids baths. They were much younger then. Put on a movie or let them play a game or whatever. And then we would work for maybe like two or three hours in front of the fireplace or, you know, hanging out on the porch with our computers, a glass of wine. And that was, for us, it was like, listen, this is balance. This is what has to happen. We didn't have a big enough team at the time to assign everything out. So if that's you, understand that it's okay. I'm not telling you you're not allowed to work for your entire vacation, but I am telling you to set boundaries for yourself. Do not be plugged in all day long. Do not let people have your time. Do not let them steal your time. Make sure you set boundaries for yourself, for your clients, and for your family that you're with. Okay, so number four, set boundaries. Number five, do not. Under any circumstances, check email or notifications from your phone. Period. End of conversation. Don't try to give me an excuse as to why you have to have them. There isn't one I haven't heard that I have not been able to rebut, okay? (laughs) So even in my normal life, like every single day, there are no notifications that come to my phone except for my team Slack channel and texts. That's it. Otherwise, nothing comes to my phone. Now, that doesn't mean I can't check email from my phone. I can if I push them, but otherwise they don't come. I don't know. I don't know about Instagram. I don't know about Facebook. None of that comes to my phone and notifies me because it takes me away from being in the moment. So especially when you're on vacation, do not, do not, do not check email or let notifications come to your phone while you're on vacation. It takes you out of the moment. It's going to mess with your head if it's something that you wish you wouldn't have seen. It's going to distract your attention if it's like a Facebook notification that you feel like you need to respond to. If you don't know about it, you won't know about it. So if you really feel like you need to check email every single day, get up early, check it in the morning, check it again at night. That's totally fine. But do not let any of it come to your phone, Instagram, Facebook, none of it while you're on vacation. The people that you're with that you've spent money to be with for that week They deserve your attention and you deserve a break from your business. You guys, I cannot tell you how important this is for a healthy CEO. You need to have a clear mind and you need to make sure that you take a break from your phone, okay? So turn all your notifications off and make sure that you're fully present in the moment. Number five, do not have any notifications that come to your phone and do not check email while you're away, okay? Number six, and this one I think is... I've shared this with my CEO mastermind group and I was surprised how shocked that they were that I do this, but it's to me a really, really helpful tool. And this is to always work on the way home. Listen, if you don't want to do it, I don't care. I'm not going to make you. But one of my tricks of the trade is that I always work on the trip home, whether we're driving home from somewhere, we're flying. I always, always, always work on the way home. To me, it helps me to get in the right mindset, to understand what I'm walking into. It gives me some time to triage my inbox. It Any little task that I can answer before I get home, it's super, super helpful because most of the time I haven't checked my email for like two weeks, right? And so I want to make sure that I am going through my inbox. I'm deleting all the junk. I'm forwarding to my team anything that they can take care of. 
Anything that takes me five minutes or less, I'm going to quick respond to. And then anything that's left will be things that I really need to focus on and do when I get back in the office. And this helps me to know, okay, what's that first day back in the office going to look like? Because do I have 70 emails that have things I need to work on when I get back? Or do I have 10? You know, like how many do I have that I really need to work on? And so it helps me to really get in the right mindset. I don't do work as things like projects and things like that, but I make a lot of notes. I go through my inbox and I just really prepare myself for going back to the office on that first day. I always work on the way home. So number six is to work on your way home. That's super helpful to me. Okay. And number seven, the final one is to give yourself buffer days. Okay, so what I mean by this is if you're coming home for a vacation, let's say on a Thursday, do not, under any circumstances, tell anyone <laughs> that you're back in the office on Friday. Don't tell anyone that, okay? So I'm actually using my trip as an example, but I always, always, always do this. So we came back from vacation on a Thursday morning. We took a red eye home. We got home Thursday early morning, and I knew we were going to be messed up from the jet lag. And I actually put my out of office on until Monday. So I didn't tell anyone that I was back until Monday. And while some people knew they could tell from my social media that I was back, I was really just working on that Friday and some of the weekend. I was working on really catching up, getting myself in order so that on Monday, it felt like I'd never been gone. And that's really always my goal. So even when we're looking at booking a vacation, I try to come home on a Wednesday or a Thursday so that I still have days in the week that I can work when people still think I'm gone. And so I'm working on just catching up, catching up, you know, doing any projects that I needed to get kicked out. And then that way, when I start that next week, it feels like I've never been gone. There's nothing worse than starting a week on a Monday feeling like you're already buried under the ocean, okay? That's the, a terrible feeling. So give yourself buffer days. Make sure that you have a couple days built into the end where people think that you're still gone, but you're catching up so that when you come back to the office and people are knocking down your door because they've been waiting for you to get back, that you are ready to go and give them great answers and be the best wedding pro that you can be. Okay, so number seven is to give yourself buffer days. All right, you guys. Well, hopefully these are helpful. I cannot tell you how important I think it is for a healthy CEO to have downtime. Your business is not your baby. It is not one of your children. It does not deserve as much attention as your kids do or your husband, your spouse, your best friend. It is a business. And for you to be a healthy CEO, you need to think about it like a business. I want you to understand that as a CEO of your business, you deserve downtime. Okay, you deserve downtime. And so you've got to protect yourself mentally. You've got to set those boundaries. You've got to make sure that when you take a vacation, it's very clear what that looks like and that everyone around you understands what that looks like as well. All right, you guys, I hope this episode was great for you. I would love to chat more about it with you. I'd love to understand you know, how you take a vacation or where you're going this summer, if you're taking a vacation, or if you have questions about how you would do this, how you take an unplugged vacation. A lot of my students will say to me, I've never done it before, but I'm taking my first unplugged vacation this year. And I challenge you to do the same. So come over to the Wedding Pro CEO community on Facebook. You can drop down into the show notes below. The link is right there. It's totally free. We have all kinds of fun conversations about how to build a profitable business that 
you love that supports your personal life and it gives you this amazing lifestyle. You guys, it is attainable. It is possible. So I'd love for you to come over to the Wedding Pro CEO community and ask me any questions you have about how you would take a vacation like this, how you would take an unplugged vacation, what that looks like, how to build the time in to do it, and how to not feel guilty about it. So I'd love to see you over there. Drop down into the show notes below, click the link, and come on over and join us. I'd love to see you there. And until next time, thanks so much for being here. Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed to confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later, working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning question. When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do. And we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing. And if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO all in just six short months. 
In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.